Welcome to Pure Spec Community, a safe place for sexual purity, healing, and restoration. The message you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Pure Spec Community. As you listen, we believe that the Word of God will work wonders. to be going to um, one of the most important reasons why we are gathered here today, and um, it's a panel session titled um, Contact Without Contamination. So we're going to be having a couple of people here now, so as I will be calling these names, please let's give them a round of applause as they'll be coming up on stage. Can we welcome the Baba Saleh of, um, who was the for, I think it was for, Kel- for Caleb, let us welcome Baba Saleh for Caleb. His name Solomon. Solomon is the community prayer leader. Let us give him a round of applause as he comes up on stage. Let us keep clapping for Solomon. Let us keep, <laughs> Let us keep clapping for Solomon. All right, thank you very much. So the next person that we have is the Baba Isale for Alems. <laughs> His name is Oluwa Juwolo. Let us give a round of applause to Juwolo. Until he gets here, let's not get tired. Let's not get tired. Let's not get tired. All right, thank you very much. And so, we're going to be inviting on stage um, Kikpe Lolua. Let us clap for Kikpe Lolua. Kikpe Lolua was nobody's mama. Let us clap now. So um, here we have a couple of questions for um, the people seated right here. They are going to be answering our questions. These are questions that you know sometimes most of us must have been thinking in our mind: that how does this thing, how does this work? How do one go about things like this, you know, and stuff, stuff like that? So those are the questions that we have for them. Please, can we have um, microphones for them, or at least one? They have microphones. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, so can we quickly say a word of prayer as we are about to get into this session that the Lord will go with us. And I want you to pray for your heart that you will catch what is meant for you. And you will not, you will not miss what is meant for you in this session. God is very intentional about us and that's why we're gathered here. It's not just because we want to have fun as much as that is one of it that. Your, your questions will be answered. I want you to pray for yourself. Pray for your heart that your heart will be receptive. You will not be defensive of whatever you will hear and would, you know, seem like an attack to you because it is not an attack. It is the love of God that is coming to us. So can we pray that God help my heart to be receptive of what I'm about to hear. Help my heart to receive what I'm about to hear. And help these um, panelists to speak as you would have them speak. Help them to speak as you have, have them speak into my life. I will be humble to receive this word. I will receive it with all meekness. Can we pray for them? Can we pray for them as well? And that as even as they are, you know, um, they will be sharing these things with us. They themselves will not be cast away. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. All right. Um, thank you very much for your time, our panelists. We really appreciate your time with us. So we're just going to go right into it. So um, the first question that we have here. It says that um, I work as a sales agent for a company. We are about to seal a deal for the company, and I am to negotiate the offer. 
my boss instructed that I tell a little lie, or should we call it an exaggeration about our product? And if I don't, it may cost us the deal, and the blame will be on me. My boss is very strict and intimidating. How do I deal with this situation? Solomon. Actually, I was actually praying that you won't call me first. <laughs> that was God that answered your prayer. <laughs> okay, um, thank you, Father. Pray that your wisdom is made available. I don't know, can you hear me? All right. Sorry about the delay. Okay, I think this is better. So, when she asked the question about um, it being on sales, immediately she asked the question. What dropped in my spirit immediately was the fact that I've been in that position before. So, I've worked somewhere where uh, we're dealing with sales and having to manipulate things and the rest. Now, the first thing is um, you don't expect people to tell you to do what they know you can't do. Um, what kind of person, what kind of image have you presented beforehand? Um, if beforehand in the organization they've known you to be someone that stands for purity, when I talk about purity now, it's not just sexual. As little as lying, changing figures, all those things, they've seen those traces that you are a child of God. Now, they won't ask you to do some things. I don't know whether we understand. Now, coming to the situation now that you're found in that situation, now the first thing you must realize is that the wisdom of God is always available for things like this. Now, as good as those things, may, those things you want to see may seem to sound good that can convince the investor, but you know right that you can say rubbish, but you have committed the heart of the investor to the Holy Ghost. And irrespective of the rubbish you say, the investor will still invest. We know, right? So in situations like that, the proper thing is, you say what you're supposed to say through the wisdom of God, not exaggerating, not um, not necessarily overemphasizing things, maybe changing figures and speaking extremely high. But one assignment you must make sure you do is you commit that meeting to the hands of the Lord. I don't know whether we understand. So because, remember the scripture says that the hand of a king is in the hand of the Lord. So, it's not good. It, see, we've seen, I don't know, we've seen people that have good, I don't know why the issue of investment and pitching ideas is actually coming as I'm saying this. So, But this might actually be the issue too. So, you're a salesperson and your boss is wanting you to emphasize things. It's fine. You don't necessarily have to argue with him. You get your slides, everything you want to present. You present properly, but make sure that you are not entering that room 
without the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether you understand. So because you can go there and say like, no, I will not do that, I will not do this. You just go there and just can look stupid. So, it's possible that you say rubbish. Even your, you might not even look organized in your slides. For the Holy Spirit to just paint an iota of favor. There will just be an aura of favor. So my advice to the person is, you don't, you don't lie. You, you present the proper sales and the proper information. But before that meeting, you commit the act of those investors to the hand of the Lord. And this is not a... I'm not a religious person that says this is not a five-minute prayer, this is not a ten-minute prayer. Do you understand? You are really intentional that God, this is a do-or-die affair. You must touch the heart of this person. Irrespective of whatever thing I say sounds good or sounds bad, I don't even want to be conscious of what I'm saying. You will touch his heart. It's not... Ah, thank you, Father. It's not our words that change people, you know, right? right. It's the Holy Spirit that change people. Not that you know how to quote scriptures and put scriptures together. He said he draws men to him. So he can touch the heart of those investors. He might just enter inside and say, hey, what do you want? What do you want? Just go straight to the point. Alright, we'll sign the deal. Bye. Do we understand? Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Solomon. Yes, people would like to say a thing about that. Okay. Hi. Hi. Praise God. We prepared that one. Okay. All right. Um, so when he was speaking, I think something that just popped in my heart is values, right? Values. So many of us are, it's easy to get high on religion, right? High on Christianese. And then when the tests really come, we end up falling into that trap because what we call, what we recognize or the, tr or the things we say, the things we confess are only in the realm of religion in our mind. They've not come to a point of conviction such that they can translate into our values. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So, I mean, asking a question like, if asking a question like my boss is strict I had strict and intimidating right so I assume I can imagine that you're already saying because of how terrible a boss he is I just have to cave in I just have to but you don't have to you know we like to read three Hebrews we like to sing if I die I die if I perish I perish Right? We like to sing it. I will not bow to the mountain. I will not bow to the fairy furnace. But this is a job. What if, you know, I mean, he has said the Holy Spirit can lead you, you find favor. What if you don't find favor? What if that thing costs you your job? True, true, true. Will you compromise? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, oh, they let on. I'm sorry, you. But I got to switch once more. And then, yes, you have to lose this job. Will you compromise because your boss is strict and intimidating? And then, a question that the Holy Spirit just asked me is, who do you fear? God. 
or man. Some of us don't fear God. The Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It's not all those spec lists too that we have, God-fearing man, God-fearing woman, right? Do you actually fear God? Do you, do you see that, Kai, if I do this thing, no. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you fear God? So sometimes the, the major point is, the, the major reason you might be in that dilemma is because there's a test of your fear of God. Is, it might, sometimes God will orchestrate the storm to test your faith, to build your faith. So it might not even be that on a normal day your boss is a mean person. Or he will just wake up that day and be saying, isokuso. Ah, ah. <laughs> you now begin to uh, wonder that from where my boss is a very kind person. My, uh, uh, I know pastor church warning. How come he's saying this kind of thing? Sometimes, because the devil stirred the heart of David to number the children of Israel. David, man of God, but the devil still stirred his heart. The devil can stir the heart of that your Christian boss to do something wrong. The question is, in the day that something is going wrong, even with the leadership, will you be a Nathan or you be a Joab? Um, thank you very much. Can we just give them a round of applause? All right, so I think one thing that really stood out for me is the place of wisdom and then who do we fear? So I, I, at this point, I want to look to my left and right and see people taking notes, either in their notepad or they are bringing out, either from their phone or something like that because words are really coming out at this moment and you don't, you don't want to trust that by the time you get on, you will remember them. These are things that you want to go back home to and then, you know, uh, meditate on over and over again. So we, the place of wisdom that Solomon mentioned, I think is very, very important because I see that in Pique's, um, in what Pique says, she still emphasized that you don't want to go about doing Christianese, you know. You don't want to be doing stuff like, oh, I'm a Christian, I cannot do the, um, th something like this. Let your action be what, you know, speaks in that sense. Thank you very much once again. Can we give them a round of applause once again? we go to the next question. So, question two says, I am a 30-year-old working-class lady. It has, been, it, it has been about God for me. My past relationships ended because I refused to give sex to the guys I was dating. I'm in a one-year relationship with this sweet, loving, and spiritual brother. We love each other. Our parents have met, and we have just fixed our introduction for next month and wedding for next year. Now, my fiance is asking, my fiance is saying there's nothing wrong with at least kissing since we are sure we'll be getting married soon. Whenever I disagree, we end up quarreling. What should I do? <laughs> On the issue. You were not asking of a question. You said quarrel on. All right, so that's the question. What do I do? I hope, do we get the question? All right, so. Joel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> wow. I, I, I think that it's important when uh, you know going into relationships anything anything at all 
that you find the will of God. Um, <clears throat> sometimes what we think is the will of God, in quote, is um, just our unsettled carnalities. I don't know this person and I do not intend to judge you. I'm not judging you, but it appears to me that you are presenting your CV to who exactly? Say you're, you're 30, you're, you're, it's all about God for you, but that was not the first thing that came to mind. You said you're 30 first. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it wasn't it's not about God in the beginning God if it's all about God in the beginning will be I love God but I am 30 <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I I think it's important to say too that because there is an expression in quote of spiritual gifts or there are like Ikwe mentioned she said Christianese um, some people say that um, when, I mean when uh, I've heard people say that there is something called um, husband material tongues <laughs> so, so maybe you heard husband material tongues and you shun the voice of the Holy Spirit because I dare say that the Lord gives good and perfect gifts. It will never, I, I, I don't know, it will never give you a man, say, this is my will for you. And that man would be um, the one to test your loyalty to God. Yes, there could be um, there could be temptations, yes, quite alright. But this, in my opinion, is similar to the first one. Who do you fear? Uh, Joseph, is, Joseph comes to mind rightly. He says, how do I do this wicked thing? I'm not sinning against my boyfriend, I'm not sinning against my master, I'm not sinning against you, but I sin against God. So, anytime, uh, I think... Uh, as you say this, anytime there is pressure, it's not from God. Pressure, not urgency. There is, there is a way the Holy Spirit can incite urgency in your spirit, but never pressure. Say, so it's this peace I give unto you. So how come the person who gives you peace will trouble the peace? Just think about it. And a lot of times, we say we want fear, God-fearing people. But who do you fear? Hope your God-fearing is not someone who serves in church. I hope you know that it's not by mentioning Jesus in public places. But this Jesus has become the root and foundation of your values. Your value system is now built upon him. Such that you don't mind dying single. 
It's a place of conviction. I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he's able to keep everything that I have committed to him. We undermine God. We water it down a lot. And we wrap it, a, we wrap it around with... Um, I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. The test, the test for your love will come. It will come. But fix your eyes on, on, on the things that are eternal. They, they might not make sense. They might be painful. Thank you. It looks like you are going to die. And there is shame all around you. God is true. God is not a user. He doesn't use men and dump them. So if it's God you are looking for and there is a guy pressuring you to break the value system that have been built on God, don't think about it twice. Every other person will deny you there will be a time where all that will be left is just you and your maker. Would your excuse be that, um, well, I, I needed to get married. I was 30. Uh, those are things you need to think about. And I think, you know, this kind of questions, I am not, I am not in any way undermining your faith. I'm just saying that Anything you place above God is your God. So there's no need. There's no point thinking. There's no point to consider them. Because it's not just about, oh, this person is asking for something. It's about hurting the person you love. You're God is not just an entity, he's a person. He feels pain. And he feels love too. And, and when you when you compromise, think about it as you cheating on that person you love. The love of God is palpable. It's not in words of mouth. It is palpable. So yeah, I, I must have said um, you were supposed to. Palpable, you can feel it. It's tangible. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to say God will give you wisdom. No, the wisdom is to flee. 
God will not give you wisdom to endure uh, um, iniquity. Uh -uh. The endurance is only for the suffering of Christ. I'm sorry, but can we pray in one minute? God, give me a heart that genuinely longs for you. Would you like to say something, Solomon? Thank you. Wow. Wow. Thank you very much, Joel. That was that was really powerful. And I just learned that it has to be about God. And God will not give me wisdom to endure iniquity. That's not what the wisdom of God does. Wow. That was really powerful. So thank you very much once again. Can we just um, honor God in the life of Joel with our clap. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thank you very much. So um, we're going, we're just going to go to the um, next question. The next question says that as a core member and with the level of insecurity in the country, I've been posted to the north. To relocate, I have to lie that either I have spiritual problems and that I attack people at night <laughs> <laughs> or about my marital status, my health. <laughs> All right. Or about my spiritual, my marital status, my health or I bribe some officials to get this done. So the question here, which is supposed to be a joke, is which is a lesser devil? But then, in this scenario, what should that person do? Um, all right, yeah, that's true. So just please, thank you. Okay. So I think this is something that is pretty common. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> very practical. So I think I'll I'll use myself as an example. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll use myself as an example, right? I said Nijiga for the record. Um when I was posted to Jigawa, I don't even know if I'm a good example. <laughs> But when I was posted to Jigawa, I don't, the least of my worries or concerns was insecurity. Maybe it's even money. I wanted to make money. So I was like, Kosovo ni Jigawa Jari. Let me stay in Lagos and 
Do you understand? I, I, I had a business I just started and all of that. And dropping all of that because beyond... Now, I'm going to be very careful with this. Beyond government saying go to Jigawa, I also had to be sure that God was saying go to Jigawa, right? You know, we are all, many of us now, the moment we just hear, I was supposed to say to Jigawa, like, ah, that's where God wanted you to be. That's not necessarily true. Yeah? That's not necessarily true. Because I, I, it just comes from that, that false understanding or false belief that anything that happens to you is God. And we, do we all agree that that is not true? Not everything that... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, going, I'm coming somewhere. So not everything that happens to you is God. Not, I, I currently know someone that is in this room. <laughs> someone in this room. That wanted desperately to... Um, what's the word? To to stay where he was posted to. But God will not have him stay there. And even when he fought the tides, right, there was a parent that had a connection in the army that said, this boy must come back to Lagos, right? And now he's figuring out, oh, God will actually have me be in Lagos. So it's very important that as, you know, it might be sounding like this guy is carnal, but I'm very grateful that I served in Jigawa. So it's not as if I served in Lagos and I'm trying to convince you that you know God might not be telling you to go to the north. So I, I just want to clear that. I want to I want us to clear that because so that when you are in situations, when things happen, when things come, the first question is God, what will you have me do? God, let your will be done. Not I will go to where they have told me. Because sometimes it is our false spiritual reputation and ego that says that we should go to that place. That Me, I'm not scared of anything. I'll go where God will have me go. But for once in your life, in your prayer time, you have not heard God say, go to worry. You have not heard God. You have not even sought the face of God. So how do you know that's the will of God? Am I shattering tables? I'm sorry. But when you don't see God's face and then you accept the situation as the will of God, that is not scriptural. You seek his face to know his will. If you cannot stand and say, then God said to me when I sought his face, then you don't know his will. Then you don't know what he will have you do because his will is always tied to his word. So he will speak. He reveals his will via his word. Right? So he will speak to you. So if you do not know that word, I'm telling you, you can go to worry and be outside the will of God. Comfortably outside. And people will celebrate you that you went to worry when other people were relocating for their comfort's sake. But you went to worry 
because you wanted people to think that you were doing the will of God. And these things are, they're subtle. They're somewhere in our hearts. Underlying tones. Because you hear me share a testimony now. I went to Jigawa. God preserved me. Used me mightily in Jigawa. Ah, woman of God. And before you know it, there's something in your heart that wants to be like the woman of God that went to Jigawa. And was not like a canal friend that relocated to Lagos. It's not true. The will of God is what God says it is. Right? Do we agree? Do we agree? So, call up letter can say one thing. And God, boo, will say, I don't want you there. And he will find a way around it. You will not need to lie. That's where I'm going to now. Because you don't need to do mago, mago to do the will of God. It's not possible. It's not even possible. You don't have to change things, right? God will not say, um, because I want to, I want, I want you to get married now. Yeah, you, although you are 35, just tell the guy that you are 28. Go need more, go need baby face. <laughs> God, God is not going to do that. God will prepare the heart of the 30-year-old guy that is coming to ask you out, right? Such that that guy's heart is prepared enough to marry a woman older than him. Do we understand what I'm trying to say? So God always, God will never, never go against his standard to fulfill his will. He's capable enough to change the state on the call-up call letter. You go just log in your dad, uh-uh. Wait in your car. Don't say bye bye. Ah ah. Do you understand? I no, but I was in Ogun. What's happening? All of a sudden. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? God is is capable enough to make it happen. To lead you. God is capable enough. So insecurity. That's the third thing that I want to address in that question. I know that everybody's running for their life. But the Bible says that the just shall live by faith, not by sight. Where is secure? Where? Where's the place? Where, where, where exactly is secure? It is what you think you know as secure that you call secure. It is you, are, you judge it by your sight. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So you are judging it by your senses, by your natural senses. And that's why people will joke about, they will just give you missionary in Ukraine. They will send you to Sambisa Forest. And the people will be laughing, it cannot be me. <laughs> but we don't understand. <laughs> Maybe we don't understand that God is powerful. We don't understand that God is great. You know, we sing it a lot in songs. Maybe we've said it too much, we've forgotten the meaning. Do you understand? Hola, no, sorry, Jericho. You know, for many of us, we, we, maybe we don't see God. So when I was going to Jigawa, let me just use myself as an example. I mean, 
I remember my auntie called. That my auntie still does not talk to me till today because I know obey her when she says she's not going to Jigawa. And you know, <laughs> oh, parents and all of that. So for me personally, my mom, my parents didn't want me to go to Jigawa. My mom was quite vocal about it. That, oh, no. Amashe and Kinikon, she called her friend, and I was like, um, is there this space? There's no space in Lagos again. They should move me to Ogun. I just sat down there, and all in my head, I'm like, Holy Spirit, what will you have me do? What will you have me do? What will you have me do? And somehow, this Spirit just reminded me sometime when I was in university that he told me I'll be sending you to the north. And that was just enough conviction. And one day my mother woke up and said, Go go stress it for you. Just go to Jigawa. My mother. That was uh, that she was looking for Ogu and Lagos that we go to. My dad was the one that reported me to my auntie. Right? He, he got used to it. He adjusted. He adjusted. And I went. They not shoot me. They not do you understand? I mean, were there issues? I mean, we were surrounded by northerners who would come and stone the building we were in and do a lot of funny stuff. But I, I, I'm not scared to say this. There's a, there's a level you get to, you are confident in the God you are serve. It is not a lack of caution. It is a consciousness of God. You are so conscious of him. You are not worried about what is happening on the... Like, you, you are not even thinking of it. You get to that point that it's not even in your mind. People are saying, ah, be careful, 10 o'clock. You know, there are some people that by 7, they are in their house. There's nothing that can bring them out. I think it took a friend of mine one day called me. I, I used to have prayer walks when I was in Jiga. I just liked the fact that there was space. There was land. So I go, they walk, and we'll be praying, and it was late, maybe like 10, 10, 30, 11. And I was walking, and I was just praying. And then somebody called me, and the person said, ah, are you not inside your house? I said, no, I'm, I'm having a prayer walk. He said, Nijigawa. Ah. And the person started saying, all those malams, they used to butcher. They used to this. They were just bury you inside sand. They would just do this. I didn't understand it. I was just looking at them. And they can. You, you are seeing people that can kill you. Me, I'm seeing souls that need to be saved. So it depends on your perspective. It depends on your perspective. John was saying something. Maybe we need to fall in love with God more. So we feel what he feels. He said, don't fear those that can kill your body. <laughs> Maybe we need to get to that point that we say, God, are there 1,000 souls for you there? Oh, yeah, send me. God will say, there's insecurity. Send me. We go, go. There was a shipwreck and Paul was on it. Show me somebody in scripture that did not go through insecurity. So why will you use insecurity as an excuse out of the instruction of God. Why? Because there's, there, are, there are not two. You no, know, I know that there are many sermons that say, if you come or no, don't forget, 
What is wisdom? Wisdom is not craftiness. The Bible says in James chapter 1, the wisdom from above is not sensual. What is a sensual? And there's a sensual kind of wisdom. That kind of wisdom is sponsored by your natural senses. By what you, what you hear on the news. Right? How they keep people in a war. Some people now, they will not even travel. God has said they should do programming on those days, end of this week. Ah! At the council level. Because insecurity. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Right? So, yeah, it might, sound, it might seem very um, very obvious on the outside. Can't you see they are shooting? But do you believe that they can shoot you and you not enter? You don't believe it. You don't believe it. These things, so there are endless possibilities in God. Can they shoot God at the end time? Why have you not thought of it that it can happen to you? Why don't you think, why don't you think that they can try to grip you with death and you, it will not hold you down? Because indeed, for a believer, you only go when God calls you home. A believer, an aligned believer, obeying the instructions of the, of the Lord per time, per season, you only go when God calls you. Nothing else can take you. Nothing. Not sickness. Not the strategy of the enemy. Nothing can take you. And these things I'm saying, I know that they are hard truths. Because some of us will be seated where we are. Some of us will be seated where we are and we're like, no, these things are not possible. It's possible if you believe. That's it. All right, let's give Pipe uh, a round of applause. Solomon would like to say something. All right, so um, I will not say much because she has said whatever thing that really dropped in my heart. So, you know, the emphasis is um, the will of God. And I feel when the question was being asked, I feel like the first two questions and this one that has been sorted is seeking God. All right. And why people were speaking about the fact that um, even if the God Lord is telling you to go to the north, that he's capable, he's, he can keep you. And it just dropped my heart that, sincerely, I really wanted to serve in the north. So I really want to just share that. It's all about working in the will of God. So because in this room now, someone desire might just rise up that car. I want to go to Kano. I want to go to Kaduna. It's fine. But the will of God, I, I sincerely, I was praying for it. I was desiring to go to the north. I was not going there to look for anything because I've heard gist. Apostle Arume said he went there, prayed. Ah, Joshua Selman is there. Pastor Chin talk. They why me? Make I go seek God soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was 
that was the only reason why I wanted to go to the north, not literally because of money or anything. Like, let me just go and use this one year. And I was praying. Oh, they served me breakfast, though. <laughs> so I really want to just emphasize the fact that you don't, I think Pepe mentioned it, you don't put your effort to, you don't put much of human efforts to fulfill God's will. So the moment you have to put one plus one, you have to, you have to, because you want to fulfill God's will, like, ah, God said I must be in Lagos, that means I must lie that I have HIV. So I don't, like, it's not necessary. I don't know whether you understand. Like, we've seen countless examples. This is the person she was talking about, it has been a testimony that I've not gotten myself over. The fact that you can be in Lagos, you don't have to stress yourself. Just calm down. Everything will work out. Do you understand? So the fact is working in the will of God. Thank you. Can we give them both a round of applause? All right. So Juwa would also like to say something. Amen. Amen. Um, don't worry, I'll not cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right so the will of god will of god the hallmark of the will of god is his peace see okay don't cry uh, no 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 <laughs> so i i service I think I will start my law school. Uh, law school, everybody was saying Lagos or Abuja. Lagos or Abuja. Lagos, I mean, that's like the, those are the places. Meanwhile, I wasn't exactly my, I, I wasn't born again. Let me say that. But God, somehow, I believe God has a source for, for me. Honestly. Tell your neighbor, I believe God has a spot 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 for me. Better tell your neighbor, Moti Sote me. Okay. No, I. Okay. It's good. I mean. Okay. It's not even funny. All right. Um, so I woke up that morning and the impression, Kano, was in my heart. And I woke up. I went to meet. Uh, I went. I went to. I went to meet my mother, and I told her, "What if I am posted to maybe Yola or Kano?" She looked at me. She said, "No, we are no Abuja or Lagos." But almost immediately, she looked at me again. She said, "Anywhere God will tell me to," because she knows that I don't come to say things that way. Now. I want to say this. Why I said, why I started with that one first, saying that the peace of God is the hallmark of His will, is that, you know, Pipe is quite bold. And um, let me say this: the first two of our charge I ever attended in my life, Pastor Lawrence Oyo. After two of hours, I went for another meeting. Like from there, I didn't stay. From there, I went for another six hours straight. So that's like eighteen hours of charging in the Holy Ghost. From there, I went to a place called the House of Prayer. I was there overnight. Imagine the kind of energy I've garnered. I, so, early in the morning, I went out. I said, ah, you know what? I'm going to walk from Marwa to Lekki. I just want to pray. I want to press. 
and I got to, I walked past few bus, a few meters away from the bus stop, and I was ambushed. <laughs> right? Let's see carry fire. Right. I, and I was ambushed by some guy. Well, the first thing I even told them, because, you know, if you attend uh, Pastor Lawrence Oyo's meeting, there are some things you will try. <laughs> so weirdly, yeah, I told the story that night of how one man used to walk. He can walk from Lagos to Undo, just praying. And I, ha, I see, ha. And you know, you don't get, you know the funny thing? Yeah, he gave a story. He said, one day some guys ambushed that man. Yeah. And the man just looked at them like this. He said, sit down there. <laughs> and they sat down. And I'm not even joking. They sat. You know how Pastor Lawrence can be now? He said, they sat down. He said, this man has started walking. He had almost gotten somewhere. Do you listen to me now? Uh-uh, why now? Go and release them. Now. <laughs> I say, ha! I say, so as those guys ambushed me, now waiting ring for my head. I say, ah, Jesus. I just looked at the guy. It was the first guy. Right, the first guy. He looked at me. He just said. He looked at me and said, "Ah, where did he go?" And it was just one guy. Looking at the side, I just looked at him like this. I didn't even talk first. So the guy was already going. He just said, "Better, better walk away in the name of Jesus." <laughs> the guy just looked at me like he said, "Me in the name of Jesus." He just called some other guy. The you know, so we start. <laughs> So we started to struggle. God multiplication. You know. So we started to struggle. But somehow, at one point, you know, I just left the phone. I said, you know what? Take the phone. They took the money, you know. And so somewhere in my heart, I'm like, ah, he will give his angels charge over you to land on. But you know the funny thing? While I was walking back to the house of prayer, I was at peace. I was even laughing at the old scenario. I was, I was not pained about the phone. I wasn't pained about the money I lost. I wasn't pained about my injury. I wasn't... No, I didn't even... The SIM card was even after when they borrowed credit in my card. <laughs> so I retrieved and that was... But I was going and you know... The Holy Spirit wasn't telling, I wasn't telling the Holy Spirit that, ah, no, these guys, I don't want them to be punished. God save their soul. They've taken my property, just save their soul. Do something to them. I was happy that I was robbed. I was going back. And they asked me, hey, what happened to you? So everybody was scared. And I was laughing at the people that were scared for me. So I started to now think, is it possible that even in the will of God, you can be hurt? Don't forget that Paul, in that, the only place where you should be scared when you are hurt, where you will feel bad that you were hurt, is when you are headed to Tashish. Uh-huh. Like Jonah. But when you are headed where God is, even when you are bruised, this is for, for the glory set before him. <laughs> I, and I'm not joking, I'm not even saying this. So, because, you know, a lot of times we, we speak about just the good things. We say, God can be your bulletproof. I call him Ginger now, Samuel. 
So yeah, you could be hurt. You could lose things. But this peace I have given unto you. Not like the world will give. <laughs> but like God will give. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> Somebody say wow. wow. Say wow. wow. Alright, so can we just say thank you Jesus for our panelists? Because... You know, while they were talking for everything they had to say, at some point I would have a question. And when I'm thinking about, okay, how do I pose this question? Before I know it, the other person has collected the mic to answer the question. And I'm like, okay. All right. So I have, this is a very long one and I've learned a whole lot. Can we say thank you, Jesus, one more time? So I think one thing that is really, really profound for me <laughs> is the fact that if it's um, the will of God, it doesn't come with pressure. And we've seen it in the experiences of our panelists. And I'm sure that by the time we begin to pass the mics to each and every one of us, we probably have stories to tell that also shows the same thing. We see that the people that need to adjust, over time they will adjust. It might take time, but yes, they will adjust, right? The will of God can hurt. So um, thank you very much, Pipe. Thank you very much, Solomon. Thank you very much, Juwan. So um, let's go to the next question. The next question says, I am a school course rep. And I guess you're different. Sorry, sorry, go on, go on, keep going. <laughs> All right. The next question says, I am a school course rep and an active SUG member. I am a part of a number of teams that make critical decisions relating to students' governance. I find that the particular opinion and the instructions of superior, superior executives are many times in conflict with my convictions. Because of this, I find myself objecting to one thing or another at every meeting. Other Christians in these meetings don't say anything. I have been labeled holier than thou. I have thought of stepping down, but I really don't know. Am I carrying things on my head? What should I do? What exactly is the place of Christians in politics? <laughs> <laughs> I think Solomon should go first. Thank you. Let's clap for Solomon. <laughs> Glory. Man, politics, politics, politics. Thank you, Father. Um, for real, I think we can overemphasize the fact of um, who is your first love. I think that has been really emphasized. So, and... You know, when she was reading the question and she said that they've tagged me as Uli as thou, or Uli as thou, written Uli thou. Than thou. God, that's a testimonial. I'm telling you, I don't know whether I've been looking for that testimony. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how I've been looking for that testimony desperately, like I can have that kind of life that God, you be spirit, go into Uli, what happen? Because it shows that you are doing something right. Now, I think um, this time around, we can't overemphasize also the fact of Christians in politics. We can't overemphasize it. It's, it's one of the reasons why we are where we are today. It's because we've left that mountain unguarded. We've left it unguarded. We left... Um, we left it unguarded to the people of this world. It's important that politics, as it has been said, many 
especially though as i've been saying that it's not a straightforward game it's impossible for you to say you god is calling you into politics and those early dealings he's having with you like the issue she was raising about people having issues with her and you can't deal with those things those are the things that that build you i don't know honestly, i don't know whether you understand right. everybody's shouting and i think I, i'm i starting to get offended at those things and i don't want to hear them again i've just been praying for the Holy Ghost to help me everybody has just been shouting and christian is not church again and you have to go to media you have to go to education you have to go to politics simple simple obedience to god you cannot even follow that one you're not saying you want to go to media you want to go and conquer media it's funny how you are sug they are castigating you you're you're angry are you kidding me and you want to be governor and people in lagos will not talk i don't know whether you understand the major thing is as you're standing for god these are the things that especially when you are going to sensitive mountains like this that has been held for a very long time by the people of this world these are the things you necessarily will necessarily go through so your love is god and god first he has called you to that mountain the fact is he's able to keep you just like john was saying he's able to take you through that route it might not be easy nobody's saying it won't be easy like why john was talking about the issue of robbery like i was robbed two months ago do you know all through 2021 i've been playing scenes of robbery in my head do you understand that you point a gun at me say me point a gun at me <laughs> the child of god you don't understand i was robbed in 2019 we were robbed in 2019 it was painful like this will never happen to me again but 2022 oh boy they point over my head i said guy i have to carry the phone <laughs> you want my bag carry on but the fact is that peace and they robbed me i go to myself praying for them like i was not Sorry. SIM card. <laughs> SIM card. It was not even the SIM card that paid me for real. It was because I couldn't join conversations in community. Oh. That was why that was what was spinning me. The fact that I would be offline. Not necessarily. Uh. So we must realize that you know this issue of politics, this issue of we going to these mountains. See, the fact is, nobody will like you when you get there. Don't expect to be loved. Don't expect to be one person to pamper you. See, the fact is, the first set of people that will criticize you are Christians. Right. Very true. These are the first set of people that will criticize you. So you must learn not to always want to take validations from people. Do we understand? Like, this is something that I think so, uh, my friend, the guy is here, we're discussing about this thing during this week. Like, 
we must pay attention to those dealings now this morning i was i was just busy this morning and the Holy Spirit was telling me that guy pay attention to greed now do you know what it means for you to be a politician we're talking about sug i don't want to just go please anything that is happening sug um class rep a leader and people are castigating you because you are following the will of god not because you are you're a thief oh. mm-hmm. please mark that not because you're True. a thief that people are not saying you're a rude person not that don't gonna be rude and talk to people anyhow. i expect that they should accept you you're a child of god <laughs> thank you all right let's start for solomon joe would like to address the matter Amen. Amen. I I love I love governance actually. I, I it's something I really am passionate about. So instead of politics, I replace it with governance. And I want to say that the consecrations of priests outside the church, that is, if you're not going to be a pastor or, you know, in the normal setting of church, you know, normal setting that we know ministry to be. And you know God is calling you into that kind of ministry. Start to take every form of consecration he gives to you seriously because your consecration would be tougher. It is extra even than the pastor. (laughs) You know, I, I... the topic of this, the theme of this uh, is contact, with, uh, contact ah, without contact. Exactly. But the truth is, the contact without contamination must first happen with a source. You see, you, there are level of results in life. See, even people that don't believe in God, they know this, that is, there is an external force. There is an extra, the, you, you just can attain some level of results without that level of consecration. And I said something first. I said, it is not by saying, oh, they call you for a speech now, for instance, state house, and you say, oh, Jesus is my Lord and personal Savior. That is wonderful. But who are you? Who exactly are you? You, you, yes, in your personal space, who are you? Because those are the things you'll be exposed to. You'll be exposed to them a lot. So, you would face shame. I, I can't remember the scripture now, but it was, you know, Jesus was highlighting the things that people will face because they love him. Ha! And they were like five or six. And those things there, eh, it's like a progression. Say they will hate you first. I think there is a there's there's persecution. Hope you know hatred is different from persecution. But hatred births persecution. And so the grandchild of hatred, I, I can't remember now. I can't remember those progressions, but they're a lot. So if you if you're not faithful in the little things, and I'm I'm, I'm not saying it's not it's not about Oh, I'm in SUG. I did not say anything. I, I did not um, steal. No. Is that 
somebody sent you five naira. God said, that's the only money you have. I think it was, <laughs> it was Samuel that said that. He said, God will tell him in the evening. He doesn't have money. Oh. He doesn't have money. But God will tell him, oh, in the evening, don't worry, I'll send you money for that person coming. One thing that that does to you is that it eliminates greed, but you don't even know. You think it's just simple obedience that you grudgingly will even say, ah, God, me, am I your I don't stepchildren save them because because the prodigal son said even slaves they eat better. So even slave in the out of God eats better. So what did I do? And you know the funny thing, it's the exact amount that person needs that he will send to you. It's went entire your account. And when you get it, you'll be like, ah, you know what, um, bros, uh, let me just divide it. I'll give you your share. I'll take my own share. That is where it starts from. Greed is not a, it's not a tree. It's a seed. The more you water it, the more it grows. Then it will become a tree eventually. <laughs> so, you must take your dealings seriously. Your persecution, no problem. Now, I, I want to say that do not we're approaching the end times. Yeah? And to be affiliated with Jesus will be in vogue. Will be in vogue. I, I want us to hear this very mighty God. It will be in vogue. It will be the reigning thing. But the scriptures prophesied saying that these people they are close to me with their mouths their lips but their hearts are far away every temptation that you face is a testament that something in your heart still draws still there is a deep in your heart that calls onto that deep <laughs> you don't understand yet <laughs> if there is a there is a temptation for greed. That means you still have greed in your heart. It might not be obvious, but it's somewhere there. And that was why it was easy for Abraham to sleep with Aga. It was not because, oh, Sarah pressurized him. He has been eyeing something in his heart somewhere. He just, uh, uh, let me not be like, no, I'm just disrespecting this, my wife. I love her. Uh, uh, and he's like, because I love you, uh, is a lie. So when you, in quotes, bend to pressure, it's a testament that there is something that still comes. It says, Jesus speaking now, he says, the prince of this world has come unto me. Uh-huh. He has searched. That means he searched everything and he found nothing of his in me. So, you know, it is a point where, yes, wonderful. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. That you are you are going through this right now, but trust me, it's a dealing, it's a track record. Because one day you will sit somewhere and um, you'll be responsible for the lives of millions of people, and um, you will not break under pressure. You will not why? Because you will say, I bear the mark of Christ. Let no man trouble, <laughs> Let no man trouble me. <laughs> Can we give you a round of applause? Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Solomon, for attending to that question. So I have basically learned that I shouldn't pray with my dealings. We have um, established before that the will of God my heart. So I should learn to um, trust God to endure the process because 
it is in little obedience. It might be tougher, it might get tougher and all of that, but it is in the little obedience that it builds up to for us to face whatever it is that the Lord will have us, you know, handle. Let's give them a round of applause one more time. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope we are not tired yet. Um, can you look at your neighbor and ask them, hope you are not lost. Hope you are not hungry. Ask them, hope you are not hungry. All right. Whatever the person says, provision for the person by yourself. All right. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Um, so, um, all right. So, the next question we have now, it says that, um, you know, we have those that, um, whether we like it or not, we can't really do away with them. Those old time friends and relatives with their old ways and act. Yes, I used to flow with them back then, but now I'm born again, and some songs, some conversations, they hold are no longer appealing or funny to me now. Um, how do I not sit in the counsel of these um, relatives and friends if I am to obey Psalms chapter 1, verse 1? And then, how do I strike the balance between friendship with the world and being the light of the world? Did you get this? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you get this? Yeah, hard question. God is more than capable. Okay. Praise God. Okay. Um. So basically, it's about having family and friends who are still in the world you are a child of god and you're trying to strike the balance between friendship with the world is enmity with god and being the light of the world all right very interesting question i think i can relate to the question to a degree right um i can see you okay um sorry the the disciplinarian in me is coming out small, small. So I wanted to say, I can see people pressing phone. That we doing. Don't say it. Bob. I don't hate talk. I'm sharp. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> All right. True. Okay. Um. So okay, I have. Let me, let me use myself as an example. And I'll start from family. I believe that it's easier to replace friends. But I don't say it's impossible to replace family. I'll say almost impossible to replace family. Right? So, I mean, this person used to be my friend. You know the way they would tell you, um, change your association. What if your association is your family? What will I not do? Sure, I will not disown my father, my mother, my brother, and my sister. And now God be living, right? So I can relate because I have fa um, extended family, right, that are not necessarily... And extended family, I think, is even easier, safe, because you can just decide not to show up at events, not to... But when the person is in your house, and this would link me back to the last question, right? Sometimes we need to learn to steward our mountains in the place of prayer. 
I'll say it again. To steward our mountains in the place of prayer. So those things that seem like troubles, that seem like, oh God, how am I going to go about this? My mother is still, my mother is still an unbeliever. My father is still this, my father is still that. If you are not careful, you will slip into murmuring, complaining, grumbling. And guess what? Those three things cannot exist with two things. What are those two things? Prayer and faith. Do we understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I cannot be praying for Solomon yet be complaining about him. It's not true. I cannot be, and as I'm speaking, I'm understanding why some things are the way they are for me. Personally. I can't I can't be praying for Juan. I, maybe I see that. I mean, there's something about Juan, like which count? And it was my brother, my blood brother. And and um, I am interceding for him, yet I will come outside and be saying, I'm even tired of this Juan. Do you understand? Those two things don't work together. So, it's important that we we see what God is doing with that situation. Many times it's easy to just look at them as the bad people, as the problem, instead of the training ground. Right? So God might really be using that your immoral mother, that your faithless father, that your alcoholic 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 brother, right? To build you in the place of intercession. Such that you finish interceding like this. You 30 days intercession for Bolaon. If your brother's name is Bolaon. Right? 30 days intercession for Bolaon throughout the month of June. June 1 to June 30th. I'll pray for this boy every day. One hour every day. I can almost bet you that at the end of the 30 days, uh uh-uh. uh, maybe before now, one one they do today, three. You will not this before you used to use his room, you will not use your room. Uh, it's not because when the victory is nearest, the pressure is toughest. I've forgotten what we're saying, something was happening here today, and I said, Okay, it was Abigail that was singing. And I think she said something like, The devil has. We've already overcome. No, she sang. And I just started imagining the devil like a child. No, when you take a child's sweet. Give me my sweet. It doesn't have the sweet again. The same way the devil doesn't have your life again. But is, it, is the child still crying? Yes. Is the child still making noise? Yes. Is the child still stamping feet? Yes. Is the child still causing trouble in the house? Yes. But the child doesn't have the sweet again. That's how the devil is. So he knows that you have taken that thing away from him, but he will still continue to make a force. So you need to understand that once the force is getting louder and louder and louder, it's because your victory is here. Do you understand? But the problem with many of us is that we now say, Well, but sweet here, Jerry. You are disturbing me. 
And what does that mean? We abandon the same things that gave us the sweets back. Right? We abandon those things. So we must now begin to look at all of these things. Okay, this person, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my friends, these people that I cannot do without God. Do, do you realize that the only association in your life that you did not pick is your family? You did not pick them. They did not pick you too. Maybe if they had the choice, they would not pick you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They, 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 nobody picked you. That is the only association that the sovereignty of God decides. Do you think God will make a bad decision? That means the most perfect association you have is your family. Find that perfection. Solomon. Yes, let's clap. We can do that. Let's clap. All right, so, um, hallelujah. I will not say anything. I just want to just, um, <laughs> why will I say I will not say anything and I'm saying something? Like, really? <laughs> so I'm not saying anything and I'm saying something. All right, um, while she was talking, there's something the I, I already told her, I wasn't saying anything. And she mentioned something. Then I, the Holy Spirit reminded me of that thing. There's something I do in my life. I do it unconsciously and consciously. Whenever I go for prophetic meetings like this and people just, maybe the minister is just talking and he just says something. Not necessarily talking to me. I just hold that word at the left hand. You know, Kiki was talking now and said, um, you're praying for your brother for 30 days. And maybe she said that. The Holy Spirit just joked me. Like, okay, you get some guys who if you intercede for, for 30 days. I just want to really emphasize the fact of at times you should be sensitive to instructions. The way instructions come at times, you don't necessarily have to. So, she, has, she mentioned intercession while she was talking, but she did not really emphasize on it. So, that person you are angry with, at least just 15 minutes, 20 minutes every day for the next 30 days. And she has said it already. It does not mean the person will change in the next, after 30 days. Old. But the devil has lost that soul. He's now in Christ. Thank you. Thank you very much, Solomon. Can we give um, them a round of applause? All right, Juwa. Yes, please go ahead. Thank you. Just two minutes, please. Thank you. Okay, yeah. I, I, I think this will be brief. Um, no. <laughs> so, a lot of times, we um, <laughs> so Pipe and Solomon mentioned a very powerful tool that's prayer, right? Um, but I want to say something. A lot of times we lose because prayer is a seed. We lose the return on investment of prayers because our love work is defective. If the only time those people in quotes that are bad people know that you're a Christian is when you raise your tongues to pray in tongues. That's when they say, ah, okay, ah, I'm not a good Christian anymore. Ah, eh, wow. Then there is a problem with you. So first, it is a point out that <laughs> you, you need the intercession. <laughs> you need it. So, First, so whilst you're praying, a lot of times we don't see results because we do not pray in love. 
you can everything that Jesus did while on earth was better out of compassion are you trying to win a soul so that you can have it in your CV are you trying to win a soul so that you can say oh, if not for me you are I, I tell you that my, I, I, I said a lot about my life that certain people have inv- certain people invested and they invested from a place of love. And you know, you might not even see it. So I think we should all get to the place where we can so much love somebody that even when we don't see results physically, we are willing that God will use someone else. It doesn't have to come from you. But you have played your part from the place of love such that the right person, it could be breakfast. It could be somebody, this guy will just meet one lady. I remember Pastor Chris Delvan. How he gave his life to Christ was just one lady he liked. It was, an, it was a fornicator. He loved this lady in NYC. Met with this woman. The, the woman invited him to his house. Yes, so he was like, ah, one down. Mugbein go go. And, and he got to this lady's house. And I'm sure that lady was not the person who started that process. She didn't, I'm almost sure that she didn't start that process. But she was the end. He got to this lady's house. <laughs> he got to this lady's house. And the lady served him food. Uh-uh. Even told him, sit on the bed, no problem. Ah, this man is like, ah, Jesus, I will, oh my God. And he said, this lady said something to him. He said, till tomorrow, he does not know this, where this lady is. He does not know what this woman said to him. He just knows that he just started walking. He walked out, of, he didn't want to do anything with this lady. He did not want, to, he used to smoke. He said, he didn't want to smoke. The next day was a Sunday. He said he just was just walking, thinking about his life. He just heard a hymn in one church. He just walked into the church and knelt in front of the altar. He said those people never know what was going on. They were probably thinking, ah, oh my. the minister of God that was probably ministering the song be like, ah, fire. Ha. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but you see, love, the, the, the seed is a seed. It will go through, he says, I plant. Apollo waters. But God gives increase. So it's not you. Don't make it about yourself. <laughs> Don't make it about yourself. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, um, Joa. Can we give them a round of applause? Thank you very much, everybody. Okay, so I understand that some of us probably have questions. Please let us put them, let us write them down and forward them to peace very quickly so that we can address them. Thank you very much. So I have two relationship questions here. I do not want to ask them separately, although they are like different questions, but they are relationship-based questions. So the first one says, let's talk about missionary dating. <laughs> dating for the purpose of changing a person. So he says, I recently met a guy. I've been talking to him, and somehow I feel in my heart that his energy and everything should be channeled rightly into working for God. Like Saul turned Paul, right? Right. So he asked me out and I'm starting to catch feelings too. So the question here is, um, what should happen here? Like, is it okay? Or what sh- how sh- should I avoid missionary dating? Just 
We want to talk about. <laughs> we want to talk about missionary dating here. And then the second question, he says that in a Christian setting, what should this talking stage entail? How does a person identify the difference between talking stage and being led on in the name of waiting to hear from God? You know, for some, both parties are aware of their affection towards each other, but they keep talking and talking, sending JPEGs, waking up in the morning to say, oh, have you had breakfast and all of those things and all sorts. And then for others, it is showing or stating affection towards the other party without the aim of commitment. It's a lot, but did we grab everything? Do you want to go over it again? Okay, so for the sake of the audience, I'm just going to go over the first question. It's basically talking about missionary dating. Why the second one is talking about the, the talking stage. What's the difference between talking stage and being led on in the name of waiting to hear from God? How do we even identify which stage we are in and all of that? Um, I, I'd actually like Joel to start. Thank you. Um, I, I, amen. Um. I think I'll just stick to the first one. All right. I think I'll stick to the first one. Because um, <laughs> motives, eh? they are not judged by what you say. They are judged by the, the intentions of your heart. And apparently, you know, people who, in quotes, go into missionary dating, they go into that because they are already catching feelings for that person. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, I would call it, I would call it a soul venture. It's a soul venture. Soul venture. What's soul venture? Go to Saul. Go to the, go to Amalek. Destroy everything. I don't want to see one thing. And, you know, he went there. Some guy said, the hormone said, the feeling said, uh, uh, there is a part of this thing that is nice, so it's not so bad, you know. Well, how do they change you? You I need to be a living sacrifice. Kai, it's a soul venture because it's ending tears. One, two. It's, see, there's only one will of God, just one. There is <laughs> because you've caught feelings for the truth is in any relationship I believe that the voice of God should come first before the emotions in fact the vo- when you don't have emotions for the person the voice of God will trigger the emo- you'll be shocked <laughs> you'll be shocked because but but a lot of times because we place what we place the cat before the horse so we then begin to struggle. Yeah, the horse is supposed to come before the cat. We begin to then struggle, in quote, in finding the will of God. Because there is a voice louder than the voice of God in your heart. So you are not going there for a mission. <laughs> Meanwhile, I should say it's a mission impossible anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Because you, no single man has the capacity to change another man. 
<laughs> no, see, even God has to go through the route of your will. So something will come that will force or bend your will. It might come as emotions. It might come, it might come as the vicissitudes of life. But something, God in himself, because if he does that, he has broken the principle of love, which is the foundation of salvation. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I am saying, this is all I'm saying in simple English, that God's, everything God has done is predicated on love. And the, the, the most important factor in love is the ability for you to choose. Are you seeing this now? That is why we have a will. So when God would have you do something, he has to do something that will make that will bend in favor of what he wants you to do. God told Jonah, go to Nineveh. He said, no, me, I'm not going. But God could not bend something in his will. God bent the environment for him to surrender his will. Ah, do you understand this? So it's not you saying, ah, give your life to Jesus. Uh, like um, this, um, this comedy series that year, Woli uh, Akbar. Say, I must win 10 souls. The first guy he saw said, you, you will see, you will know. <laughs> you will... And, and, and that shows that you cannot you cannot externally manipulate something that should be internally born. Conviction starts from your heart. But you want to um, go through the route of emotions. No. You are, um, you are just being crafty. And you are, you are like the ostrich. You think, oh, God cannot see what is in your heart. So you are now saying, ah, God, see, oh, see, my, see what I'm doing. Is that I want to win so for you, but I want to ask a question. You know how you know that there is a problem with what you are doing? Is that if an agbero in quotes somebody you will never think of being with comes to you, the guy is an unbeliever, comes to you and say, Yeah, sister, uh, how would you react? <laughs> so, what is the difference between? That guy and the other guy you are in quotes going to save. Why can't you say that? That one is not worth saving. <laughs> so that is how to filter your your <laughs> your motive. Yeah. I want to say something about missionary dating. Um, I've heard a number of people try to go into scripture, right, to excuse these things. So you hear things like, "What of Hosea and Goma?" Eh? God told Osia to marry a prostitute because he wants to use his life to tell a story. <laughs> and you just realize that those people do not actually read the Bible. Right? If you sit them down and tell, ask them ask them deeper questions about Hosea and Goma, they will not know it. Because they've never studied it. Maybe they just heard their pastor say it in church one day. And they say it's true. And you see, he said something earlier, and that's in the scripture. It's not James 1. That it is your lust. He said it is be- you are tempted because of the lust that is on your inside. I dare say that you don't have a business falling in love with an unbeliever. See, the fact that 
the emotions could arise is proof that there's something wrong with your intimacy with God. Right. See, I can catch, I can crush on a guy. Oh, fine. Oh, like it. Ah, but it cannot be sustained if I have intimacy with the Holy Ghost. Because in the place of intimacy, the Holy Spirit begins to correct me. Right? It begins to say, this thing that you are thinking, auntie, cannot work. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But when you are nursing, you begin to nurse it. You begin to nurse it. You begin to nurse it to the point that you guys now begin to talk 11, 11 p.m. at night. To the point that in the morning is the first person you are talking to. To the point that you are doing all of those things already. You now get to that point that you now convince yourself that there's a good in this iniquity. Do you understand? The more familiar you get with you get with iniquity, the more good it begins to look, the less evil it begins to appear. Do you understand? So the more I interact, it's like, Solomon, you don't get mouth out there. But now mouth out I won't use now. <laughs> it's like, Solomon has mouth out now. Right? <laughs> you know, get, I know they decree I'm into your life. No? <laughs> so, say he has mouth out do you know that I can be living with him as my husband? And because I'm used to him, the mouth of God does not you know the smell reach my side. And that person will come. I'm like, uh-uh, brother. Do you understand? Because the person is not used to that. That's why you see somebody that's body odor and you'll be like, ah, are you not smelling yourself? Right? Because the person is already getting used to it. So there's a way that you get used to. That's why the Bible says friendship with the world is enmity with God. The moment you already start having that, you begin to excuse it. You begin. See, I've been there, been there, done that. There was a guy, Abigail, I'm sorry. Let me just, can I state this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you know, there's, there, there was a guy that I liked. Very fine. Like, <laughs> it was fine. It was fine online, right? It was fine in person. So when I saw him, I'm like, uh-uh. God. Right? It was almost like everything. Escape. Bobo Revelation. Rema. Escape. And I, me and this guy started talking. Before I knew it, I started to get cool with talking about sensual things. It became because I had allowed an association that should not have been allowed in the first place. Now, the moment you, I, I allowed that association, I, I started a, what's the word? A rubbing of minds. Intimacy. You know intimacy is not first sexual. It is first emotional. So we started getting into that point. We're already talking. I was beginning to believe what he believes right? I was beginning to inherit his own beliefs. And that is exactly how it works. That person is no good for you. That person, yes, Jesus died for him, but leave it there. Share the gospel and walk away. That is what you are supposed to do. That, I, I, cannot, I cannot emphasize this enough. So that talking stage that you are in now, right? And you are planning to go back and give the person gist of how this event went. And then you people will now start again. Level, yeah, the person will be saying, you know me, I'm not a church person. I don't really do all those things. Now you they carry God for your head. Then you will laugh. 
repent. Because the person, that's what the Bible says, casting your pearls before swine. That is it. That's what missionary dating is. Alright, so every Juwan and Pique has basically addressed the missionary dating, but we still have another question on dating. Yeah, don't worry. I want to just take All right. it Thank you very much, Solomon. Let's clap for Solomon Eje. Thank you very much. <laughs> Alright, um for real, like God will really give us wisdom. God will really give us wisdom. Don't start what you cannot finish. It's as simple as that. Don't start what you cannot finish. Now you, you've heard God, but you want to hear God concerning a sister. And you want to know where is the talking stage, where is the advanced stage. Now the Lord has not spoken anything, but you started talking to us, started creating emotions. See, it will be difficult. It will become more difficult to not hear the will of God. When you have created that atmosphere of hello, how are you? What did you eat? I have rice. Send me a picture. <laughs> like, you know, now everybody don't fall in love before. Now we know how this thing is now. Can we do video call? Let me see the color of the rice. Like, <laughs> you, the fact is, you already staying up something in your soul. I remember that um, we don't have to start doing all these basic man is traumatized, spirit, soul, and body, and the rest. You really stay in emotions in your soul, and it becomes more difficult to discern the will of God in that matter. And another thing is, um, I'm also speaking to both male and female. Now, especially the male, don't start talking to sisters anyhow. You message them 11, 12, chatting. Pray. You say you are praying. Like, don't, don't stare up these things. Like, guard yourself also. We know that you're a man of God. You, are, you want, to, want to ever pray. Yes. <laughs> but don't put yourself, don't put yourself in a situation that it can be easy for the devil to strike you. I don't know whether you understand. Now, you're waiting to hear the word of God and it seems like this is the sister. Why are you the rush? You know, do you want to say something about God does not, the Holy Spirit does not work with pressure. Although there is urgency. Although this, see, the fact is, if she's your wife, I'm telling you, why are you the rush? We were at um, Purity Retreat, um, the retreat, Now, Pastor Dame was citing an example I was saying that don't ask her out at this yeah. month. Ask her right. out. We can remember that, right? Yeah. So, I like her to understand. Then the talking stage, please, they should be. I'm not saying you guys should not talk at all. But they should be, you know you, you know you talk to your friends. There should be boundaries. There should be, there should be. Then, it's also important that, I, I think I will just, I don't know, if I'm permitted to say this. Now, we're in a community that. Most of us here we are youths. Some people are single, some people are in a relationship. Don't just create unnecessary discussion with anybody anyhow. Yes, this is 
a community that we stand for sexual purity. But I'm telling you that you can stir up something that you can meet in this meeting and you guys will still go and lodge in an hotel. Don't give the devil that avenue. I don't know whether you understand. Set boundaries. Personally, set boundaries. You can discuss, yeah, it's fine. If the Lord, the Lord might be asking you that you should ask her one or two things. You might just want to know a perspective about this. You can just have decent this, this conversation. I could enter your DM and discuss with you. Do you understand? Then I'm very careful to say this thing. I'm very careful to say this thing. On a personal note, I'm a guy. Um, I know, I know I'm a guy. <laughs> I want to say something, but that's the first that's the first um at times, I don't want to use dear for some ladies. Now, some people might not have... A mini comrade. Uh, some people might not have issues with that. But, ah, you know, baby, don't they like you for back? We, you know, no. You're not calling her dear. 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 Ah, are you... You're just dear. Just... Ah, no, man, no, man. How are you doing? Ah, are you, have, you been, have you been able to pray? Ah, how is your prayer life, dear? <laughs> She did not see the how is her prayer life go? Is the day she will focus on. So don't don't the fact is God, thank you, Holy Spirit. I remember the time last year, the Holy Spirit asked me not to hug ladies again. Do you understand? Is hugging bad? Oh guy, no hug lady. Probably there's one lady that has been liking me. I go and hug her. And she no one leave me. <laughs> Up. So please, uh, the fact is, then now there is always. I think we've addressed um, all this issue of where you want to advance in in the relationship. We've addressed it in conversations about having authorities and the rest. So, but please, in the talking stage, keep talking stage, talking stage. Do you understand? If you guys are saying, okay, we want to seek the face of God want to pray, or maybe you went to meet with a pastor or a leader, and they asked you both to go and pray and receive different um, confirmations. Keep it that way. One is just, hello, what's your confirmation? So I'll say the same thing. (laughs) So, please, God will really help us. Please, I'm like, I, this is really a burden because this is, we are you two. I'm telling you, you don't know what is another person at, and this is sexual purity. No, no, that's the nurse. Unnecessary, unnecessary feelings. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Solomon. So I have a question that someone just sent in just now that relates to what you just talked about. And I, you know, this person says that um, I like this lady, but I can't pray and I don't want to yet because I know I will most likely not hear anything because I have her in mind. How do I back, how do I track back and get to the point where I can pray with an open mind? considering that I still like her. Alright. Um, I don't want to say it's, it's simple. Do you understand? Now, um, this is one of, I don't want to use the word, easiest thing for me in my life to do. That is, the best advice I will give you is just cut short that communication first. Like, I'm not saying you start snobbing the person, no. But just, like, distance yourself. Like, is the soul that is having their emotions, and the souls they are strengthened by what you hear, what you see, what you are listening to. Do you understand? So, just 
space just give that if you ah ah jesus if i like a lady thank you father probably i, I just come to you and i see this lady and i feel like ah why i want to like they want me do you know what i do anything that has to do with that lady for the next one month i won't bring it close to my face anything that will remind me that that person exists if it's chato if it's you won't even submit purity updates i'll just say you'll submit to deborah submit to someone else i won't see your pictures if i have your pictures on me i will delete everything like exactly you flee you separate yourself so that you can quieten that your soul like you can allow your soul to be quiet then you don't longer feel that emotional attachment again then be able to focus and discern what the spirit is saying so and i'm not saying she now message hello don't talk to me again from today apply <laughs> <laughs> wisdom do you understand i'm not saying she be rude she should not respond to chats and everything i i think as that yes it has thank you very much right. um solomon i hope the person that asked that question already has an answer to ease our question thank you very much so this question also talks about relationship um this person said speaking of relationships i didn't used to want one up until like six weeks ago i started praying about relationships in general and i started having the desire to want a relationship how do i proceed from that point desire to pray some more 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 because that's not the first thing that will come it's not a it's not a desire that will come what you begin to find usually is that certain things begin to happen to you because the relationship that God will have you be or, or enter hmm, requires a particular kind of man. So the first thing God will start to do is to begin to cheap, chisel that man. Chisel. You'll just find out that your love walk begins to expand. You Because relationships are built on a lot of forgiveness, selflessness, and a lot of other things. So it's a love walk. So the desire doesn't come first. No. Uh, the desire won't come first. It's the pruning that comes first. So you begin to see that suddenly, probably, and, and the desire, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. The desire might be a dilly. You don't know. <laughs> I think, uh, please do understand what I just said. <laughs> uh, okay. That desire that you're seeing is God is, is an answer to prayer. Saying that God is now digging something out from your heart. Something you have concealed. 
So he's now showing you that thing. You think, you think, oh no, I don't want to be in a relationship. But the Holy Spirit is now showing you that, ah, sister, you want to be in a relationship. You know that you have not seen. You know, a lot of people are not single by choice. A lot of people are not single by choice. So we replace the void in quotes such so much that it begins to quieten, but it doesn't go away. It's there. So when you are now honest with God, you are saying, Ah, oh God, I, I think relationship. So we bring it out. They are called unresolved carnalities. So God will begin to work on you. At that period in time, you'll find that several ladies that fit in quotes your spec will begin to come around. I'm not saying it's, it's a linear equation. I'm just, I'm just trying to give examples that the first thing that God will do when you start to pray about relationships or relationship, right, is to deal with your heart, to deal with the person. Because a prophetic word, for instance, a prophetic word is speaking about you 10 years to come. So it's not the man 10 years before that will fulfill that prophecy 10 years after. You don't understand. It was not the 17-year-old David that became king 30 years. It was a David that killed Goliath that became king. Not the one that killed Bear. You don't understand. So it is, it is not the, the man that just fled sexual immorality. But also the man that is able to tame his emotions such that he tames it under the mighty hand of God that only when God speaks will his emotion move. Yeah. I, you don't understand. Your emotions can be running wild, but you say, ah, God has not spoken. Only that man is able to enter that relationship God would have him enter. It's the same thing with every... You see, um. I, I, I think I should say this. Relationships are not mutually exclusive of your personal growth and development. You see, relationships are... They are just a byproduct of the person you are becoming. See, you will never... Even when it is God's will. You see, a lot of times you are... In, you are the, the Lord in his mercies will shield that the one from you until he's done with your heart. <laughs> because even the because that person is the one, doesn't mean there will be no problems. There will be no challenges. So, but you are still, you still feel I am a, I'm just a great guy. Man, ladies fall at my feet. I'm just, I'm just the perfect guy. Nothing can go wrong. So you see that you will be shocked you enter a relationship, you might be like, wow. I, I never knew. <laughs> I never knew. But, but, but you see, at that time, one of the things that we... Mm, the will of God is not a destination, it's a process. A lot of us would rather jump the process and go to the end. Whereas, what you are going to the end for is just the process. So that desire is something you should sit down with God, verify, and be sure that it's not just a dealing. Because I assure you, if there is a desire in your heart, 
what's what's the name of name I don't I don't remember his name but David's elder brother will show up Eliab Eliab will show up Eliab will show up Eliab will show up if there is a desire in your heart Eliab will show up so you must be so slow to take actions because you are waiting on what the Lord will say imagine if Samuel was a hasty prophet and anointed Eliab just because I omolodatoi tall guy <laughs> tall guy and he, and, and he showed that even when you are seemingly spiritual there are unsettled canalities in your heart yeah. mighty prophet Samuel whose word never fell to the ground yeah. he saw a man and said yes this is the Lord's anointed even when God has not spoken but that is the place of intimacy that you can, even when you have a desire, you still say, God, um, this is how I feel, oh, but what do you feel? So your desire is subject to his own desire. Your will is subject to his will. I know it is possible that you do not believe that your emotions will come after God has spoken. <laughs> You, 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 it's possible not to believe. We, we, we must. What we, what, what I have heard over the years is, oh, when you start to catch feelings for one sister, then you now go and meet God. You now ask Him if He's yes or no. I, I bring, I, 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 I tell you on the integrity of Scripture and personal experience that your emotion will come second. Eh. Your emotions will come. You will think, oh, no, I don't like this person. God will tell you that, oh, that's, that person is your wife. That person is your husband. You say, me? Never. No, now, God. Uh, uh, no, uh, uh, she's just my friend. It's just my friend. I can't, no, I can't do this. No, Jesus, I just want to love you. It's a lie. Be shocked. Because the emotions, because you, you, you see, that's why we need to get to a place where we genuinely love God such that everything that makes up our entirety as a man is subject to him. Including your emotions. Yes, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chua. Let's give him a round of applause. So we have um, two questions left. One is two in one. So one person asked two questions and there are two different questions basically. The first one says that, is there more than one person for a believer, like partner-wise, that, I don't know if you understand that, like, is it that there is, um, okay, the person says, is there more than one person for a believer, partner-wise? Do we understand? That's the question. I guess that's what the person is trying to say. Or is, will, they, will another will not be provided, something like that. Is there more than one will of God for me as a believer? That means, do I have, if I can have, God can say one person, then he'll change his mind. Similar questions. Right? Right. And he'll change his mind. Hmm. Is that, what's the question? The question is, is there more than one person for a believer? Partner-wise. Okay. 
So God like has God has a he has a box called will of God. Then he has different people. Right? It, I, I'm trying to say so he has a box called will of God for people, right? Then there are different people in it. Then it depends on who I pick. Is that the question? Maybe, maybe the person wants. No, that's that's the, that's the thing. So I believe there are different angles I think to the, the question. Same question. Yes. It's the same question. I am yes. I am I'm broadening it. Okay. So you are saying is the only one person that I have in my life as my husband? Exactly. What right. I believe the person is asking. Okay, that means so for example, I was praying and then God said to me that Kolade is my husband. Is there Kolade in this house? Yeah, I know my husband do. <laughs> you know, and then God now says to me, Kolade is my husband. Then two years down the line, Kolade gets married to another person. Is that what you're trying to say? In that situation, does that mean that God changed his mind? All right. I'll try to put it in context, right? <laughs> the only the one of the major reasons some of us fall into that trap of oh but God told me is that we do not yet know how to test the voice of God. We are not patient enough to test the voice of God. I've been there. I've done that. I was in a relationship. No, before before the relationship, I've already I've already been talking to the brother. And brother used to talk day and night, night and day. Right? And talk. Ah it's not if we've not talked. We talk about a ten year plan, five year plan, clinical care. We talk. Right. So there was already emotional intimacy. I had dreams that I interpreted with my wisdom. In the dream, Moripe, Bodai, Yama husband. Right? To the glory of God, they are married today. That means it's not my husband, Abby. And you know, I had, I, I, I held on to the fact that I saw this thing. God, I never asked you. You just came and you showed me. Right? And then I remember the day I was querying God. When the relationship ended, I said, God, you deceived me. You told me this person is my husband. You did it. And then, even I say, God, just they look. God now asked me, what did I see? Hey, I had a dream now. In the dream, I saw myself. I was holding his bag. He came. He now came later. He now said, yeah, let's be going. Is that not marriage? <laughs> and then, God said, did I tell you that I was married? I need to break this down to us because many times we have revelations. We spiritualize them so much to suit what we want, our unresolved carnalities, right? Then you now come back and put the blame on God. You don't get the word of God and interpret with the wisdom of men. The word of God must be interpreted with the wisdom of God. Right. So if a word comes, if a revelation comes, it must be interpreted based on the wisdom and the technology of the spirit. Go back and ask God, God, this thing, 
that I saw, that I believed that I heard. Is this true? Right? And over time, I just realized, and God now began to show me things that me said I wrote in my journal. I did not understand. And I said to show me, said, see what happened here. I'll give you a practical example. The person gifted me a wristwatch. That was the first gift the person gave to me. Not this one. No, no. <laughs> and one day I was praying and the wristwatch broke. <laughs> and you know, when the wristwatch broke, I didn't, I didn't get it. But when I go back to my room, I was just writing down things God was speaking to me. And I wrote down in my journal, God is not working with your time. Like, it, it, the Holy Spirit said, the research that broke is proof that he's not working with both of you's time. I said, hey, that means maybe we'll marry later. <laughs> this is not as soon as. The truth is that what God was telling me is that that person is not your own. Do you understand? But I was so hasty in my spirit. I liked him. He was fine. He was tall. He was dark. He knew what he was doing. Right? It like... I did somebody that I knew that ah, Tobati graduates and sing two years. So Martinile will travel out. We'll do, you know. Two years. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you just already calculate all of those things. I already saw him as a prospect in my heart. After I broke up with him, I know not to go into another relationship with another person because I believed that this person will come back because it's the will of God. Do you know that this person kept showing up in my dreams for over a year? I bring you... I feel like I I bring you a mystery. But the truth is that the enemy can hold on to that thing that is a desire in your heart. If you don't resolve it under the wisdom of God and in the word of God, see, it will haunt you. And you'll be holding on to it. You'll be telling your pastor, your pastor self go confused. But your sister, you should pray. <laughs> See, I've been, I've been seeing. One day, God just said, speak to somebody. And this is the second thing I'll talk about, accountability. Right? When we are accountable people, and we submit ourselves, we'll not make certain mistakes. Right? We'll not make certain mistakes. And when I now finish saying everything, I'll now come back and say, there's only one person for you. If you obey God, eh? if you are aligned, if you don't do things out of your own will and desire, you will realize that there's only one person for you. If we are sincere with ourselves, the other people that we called our husbands and our wives, check it again. Go back. Tell God, take me back to that time. Take me back to that situation. Something was wrong. There's something you did not do right. There was a gap. There was a loophole. I should stop. Sorry. There was a gap. There was a loophole that the enemy took advantage of. And that's the reason they served you breakfast. Right? (laughs) That's the reason they served you breakfast. And then you now came back. (coughs) So let me just round off that story. This was how I got delivered. Literally. God said, oh, speak to this person. And that day, the person just called me and said, I think I have a relationship. And I said, mm, nothing. And then the person said, but is there anybody? Then I told the person about the dreams I've been having. 
person said, ah, this is the spirit of deception. Pray against it. And that was it. That night, I prayed against it. That was the last time. I, I think that night, I prayed against it. I saw him in my dream. But I saw him in my dream getting married to someone else. And that was the last time I saw him. It didn't happen again. Right? So sometimes, me, most of the time, I can, I can literally tell you that God does not... See, you put yourself in that relationship. It's not God that puts you. So don't say, oh, maybe there are more people. If, some, if one does not obey God. See, God already factored all of the future possibilities, future possible outcomes before he led you to that person. Do you understand? So nothing takes God on our words. He will not say, ah, me, mo, I thought Solomon would be a good fit. So, oh, mess up. My worry. There's another one. That's not God. God, he knows what will happen in the future and he puts it into consideration before he gives you the person. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kikulolua. Let's give her a round of applause. Jumon, let's have you in just yeah, I, one I, minute. Okay. Well, the, the questions are far apart, right? So we have two questions left. Okay. Right? No. Just, just ask. One was ask. three one. Just ask. We have yeah. been addressing ask. one. So this person says that um, can someone who doesn't believe in Jesus be healed by him? Is there any recorded event of this in the scriptures? Say yes. Okay. <laughs> so the very last question is I am most times in my feelings, always feeling like the odd <laughs> one out and it's tiring. What? I am most times in my feelings. I always feel like the odd one out and it is tiring. What can I do? Uh, that question is a bit um, sketchy, okay. uh, quite ambiguous. If a person's around and maybe you want to clarify, you know, what it means. Because in is that you? Okay, yeah. I'm an awesome guy, I believe. Miss <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> <Okay. laughs> Um But most times, yeah, I um, have mood swings, and I can't really place it. Yeah, um, I can't be. I mean, I'm in the midst of people right now. Not because I'm not wearing white trousers, because people say <laughs> I'm not wearing white trousers like everybody, but that's not part of it. Yeah. But most times I um, feel odd. And I can't place it, as I said, I don't know why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I can be happy one moment, and the next moment, um, what happened? What went wrong? So, and it happens consistently. You know, it has affected many things before now. Yeah. So and moving forward, I'll know. I want to know how I'm supposed to like, you know, handle this kind of thing. Like, why am I like this? My name is Peace. Somebody said maybe because I'm a girl, and the girl is in it sometimes too. Like, you know, peace is feminine to some people. <laughs> so and uh, seeing sometimes I have a, like feminine gene and messes with my emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so I, I think I, I'll just take this one after. Okay, so I want to say something, you know, just to add to what Pepe said. Um, 
Because something is the will or somebody is the will of God for your life doesn't mean you don't have a part to play. And in your deficiency in playing your part, the will of God might now look like a lie. So it's not God who. Every divine mandate has requires a human participation. And without that human participation, the word of God will seemingly look like a lie. God, God brings someone to you and you have a terrible character and you're not willing to work on it. That's God's will for your life. But would you blame God for your bad character? But was it God's will for your life? Okay. Can Jesus heal somebody when you don't even believe in him? Jesus raised the dead. The dead doesn't have faith. They don't have faith. I'll just go just so that we get it. So a lot of times it is the nature of God to be merciful. And some a lot of times it has nothing to do with your faith. Does not mean you should be faithless. Oh. But I I can assure I'm almost sure that everybody here at one point in your life something happened to you and you were sure that it was not because you believed in God. <laughs> so yeah I mean Muslims some people that are Muslims when they are about to have accidents oh, Jesus although Jesus the name of Jesus is not a charm though it's not something you just concoct but Jesus is merciful uh, Jesus is merciful the last one um, feeling out of place I have a lot to say about that and um Okay, so a lot of times the people we eventually become did not start today. It started way before. Now, a lot of times because of the way we've been able to maneuver and conceal the hurts, the traumas, the, the way we grew up, the environments we grew up, and and I can relate to that a lot. Because recently, a lot of things started to come to light. You know, and they don't come to light when you don't fellowship with God. I started to find that I um, I, I avoid conflict a lot. So if you see me, you say, oh, this guy is so peaceful. But I avoid it. I'm just avoiding it. I don't, I don't want it to happen. Because of the way I grew up. I, I, I sort of grew up in a pensive environment. So if this place, there's tension here, and I enter, I would know. You don't need to say anything. I would just know. Because it was an atmosphere that I, I grew up in. So rather than have that kind of... So there are some conversations that I must, and it could be difficult. So instead of having those difficult conversations, I'd rather... Just say it's okay. I will even apologize. But it builds up resentment in my heart. So if it's somebody that I can, I'll just not talk to you again. And I'm not keeping malice with you, but I'll just not want to be affiliated with you again. I'll just I'll just avoid you. <laughs> but no. I'm not so if I see you, I'll greet you. I would, but because I could not address that thing, I feel very cheated because I could not address it with you. I could not take it up with you. 
and I do not want to fight with you. So I'll rather just, you know what, just day your day. I will day my day. Now, I started to realize that there are certain people in your life you can't push away. And the people that are closest to you will offend you the most. And sometimes you have to be able to... <laughs> are you... Okay. Uh, sometimes you... Uh, okay. You have a question or you have a request. Okay. So sometimes you... Uh, you know, so... Okay, so... Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Um, good afternoon. Good afternoon. The question is, now, you don't want to keep the person in your heart. Yes. And what the person did is really hurting you. Yeah. And you don't want to live in unforgiveness. Yes. How do you deal with it? <laughs> Sorry, because it will keep growing. We are humans. Yes. It thoughts yes. will keep growing. Yes. It will keep going down. Yes. And so, so, yeah, it's very, I, I can hear a couple of people say, just address it. Just address it. Very easy to say. Very, very easy to say. No, really. Because it was something I, I struggled with. And I am saying struggled with until recently. <laughs> recently is like this month or last month. So imagine 20 years of your life living that kind of thing. And you see, one thing about habits is that it's about repetition. I've done it again. So you escape it. You keep on escape. You build walls and walls and walls and walls. And you enclose yourself in that. So you're alone with that kind of lifestyle. So you think because you've not you've lived with people, people would not have any altercation, so you're a good person. But it's not true. Personally, what happened to me was to be honest with God. <laughs> I remember sometime a friend hurt me, you know, and I know that this person hears from God. So I went to report to God. And I am not even joking. The next day, this person reaches out to me and says, I'm very sorry. Um, well, after I, after I dropped the phone call, the Holy Spirit started to reprimand me and stuff. It's real. So the first thing is, no, that, that might not happen to you. But the first thing is go to God. You see, it's because we think God is an abstract entity. Go and meet him. Tell him, God, see today. Ah, this person did something to me. He hurts me. God, I don't think I can forgive this person. I, I think this person, this person is a terrible person. And you'll be shocked that there will be a conversation going on in your heart. Jesus will be speaking to you. You'll be speaking to him back. And somehow you will find yourself saying, okay, I forgive this person. And almost immediately you will call the person and tell you, you did this thing to me. Now, because our forgiveness in quotes is hinged on the person saying that or apologizing or acknowledging they are wrong. That is what we hinged our, we've hinged our forgiveness on. But this one I'm telling you, by the time you finish talking with Jesus, you will not wait for the validation of that person's apology. You're not longer waiting for it, but you're telling this person, see, you did this to me. I forgive you, but I, I didn't like it. So instead of keeping that in your heart, pour it out somewhere. And where's the best place? Don't go to someone else. Because if you go to someone else, it becomes what's that what's that word now it becomes yeah it becomes you're gossiping but when you go to god is intimacy you see grace is wonderful yeah the same thing you have done with somebody else and is a sin 
But with Jesus, it makes it better. Because when you go to Jesus, you begin to analyze and you'll be shocked that even that person that you think offended you, you also had a part to play. Yeah. Only, only honesty can do that. Jesus, uh, Jesus, Jesus is not... So it, would, it will show you, oh, you could have managed... Oh, this person spoke to you this way. Yes, yeah, quite all right, but you could have managed this. If you had done this, this person would not have done this. Because a lot of times, a lot of these things we feel is born out of self-centeredness. And we don't even know. We don't know. <laughs> so, being left out, first speak to God. God is not far away. See, you don't need to, don't, I, 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 want, to, I want to advise this. If you can try this, just try this in your quiet time of prayer, anytime you set to pray. Try not to speak in tongues. Just don't speak in tongues. Just go to Jesus. Sit down or walk. Just say, God, see, I've been feeling this way. I've been, I've been some. Okay, I'll share this. <laughs> yeah, briefly, I'll just share this. So, yesterday night, this morning, yesterday, into this morning, um, the Holy Spirit, you know, I was just chilling. <laughs> And the Holy Spirit started to point out certain things to me. And you know the funny thing? The thing he started to point out how that I was treating somebody else in a bad manner. But this person did not even know that I'm treating the person bad. When I apologized to the person, I'm like, oh, see, I'm very sorry. The Holy Spirit, you know, convicted me of certain things. He was like, uh-uh, but you have been a good person to me. You wouldn't know. But sit down with him. Sit down. He said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord. So just go to him the way you are. Don't, 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 don't cover your unresolved canalities in tongues. Oh. It's very dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. But go to him. God, yesterday, I saw a lady. I felt an unusual sensation. God, I... I know, I know it's bad, but please help me. That was what David knew. That was what David understood. So he will go to God. He will say, "Ah, see, uh, I mean." So it's not you. It's not you um, being ignorant of your new reality or new creation reality. Don't fool yourself out of out of repentance and out of an opportunity to get out of carnality. All because you are trying to claim I'm a new creation. So I only speak in tongues. Amen. 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 Is it because I'm not standing for you people didn't know that Amen. Amen. All right. Can we say thank you, Jesus? We have come to the end of the panel session. Let's jam our hands together, first of all, for our panelists. Let's say. All right. Thank you very much. So can we say thank you, Jesus, for the lives of these people? Can we say thank you for the life of Juma? for Pipe Lolua and Solomon. Can we say, God, thank you for wisdom. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for what you have done. The seeds, many seeds that have been planted in this session and how they will germinate so much fruit and how we will exercise so much patience while the fruits are being generated. Can we just say thank you, Jesus? Can we say thank you, Jesus? 
All right, can we begin to pray for ourselves now that the words that we have heard, they will bear much, 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 much fruit in our heart. They will bear much, much fruit in our heart. They will not fall to the ground. They will not fall to the wayside. But they will bear plenty fruit. They will bear plenty fruit. Can we pray intentionally? Can we pray intentionally that they will bear plenty fruit? Can we pray? Can we really, really pray that these things that I have heard, I will not forget them. That I will not forget them. I will not forget them. I will remember when the time is right. You know, Solomon was saying something the other time that when he hears something, he holds on to it because he knows that a time comes and we know that we have the Holy Spirit who reminds us of all things. Can we just pray? Can we take this moment very intentionally and pray? We believe you've been blessed by the message you just listened to. If you gave your life to Jesus during the course of this message, or if you would like to speak with someone, please send us a mail at thepurespec at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook at PureSpec Community. You can reach out to us on Twitter at The Pure Spec. Thank you. God bless you.